Hey everyone, welcome in. Um, if you're wondering where in the world I've been or why my background looks different, um, I have some exciting news. So I just recently moved down to New Orleans um, and that's why I have not had a video for the last couple of days or uh, honestly, it's probably been longer than that, but um, this whole week seems um, like it's run together. So I don't really know um, what day it is or how long it's been since my last video, but I know it's been a while and I know preceding that last video, it had been a while. Um, so I just want to apologize again for that. Um, like I had mentioned then, and like I just mentioned, I was in the process of moving, and then all through this past week, I was packing up, um, getting the car all packed up, drove down to New Orleans, and then have been getting settled in here um, and trying to get everything prepared for Monday, which is uh, the reason why I'm here, um, and that is that I'm starting my clinical rotations for PT school, my first of three rotations. Um, at uh, Tulane Medical Center here on Monday. So trying to get everything prepared for that, um, trying to um, get settled in, like I said. Um, and thankfully, I'm able to now be able to come back and do these videos and be on more of a set schedule, a set routine for the first time really in months um, since this whole um, COVID lockdown started back in March and everything's kind of been slowly back opening back up, but still things haven't been back to normal. Thankfully, I'll be able to get back to some sense of normalcy on Monday, which I'm really excited about, but also um, that'll provide um, a little bit of time for, or a little bit of a routine for me again. And so I'll be able to start posting these more regularly again um, at a regular time. I'm not sure if that's gonna be in the morning or afternoon yet. Um, but needless to say, um, I just wanted to give a quick update and let you all know that if you saw the gumbo sign in the background um, and you were wondering why I changed my apartment decoration to include um, New Orleans decor, <laughs> um, it's not, not my place, but it's an awesome house that um, I'm renting for the next uh, three months. So um, I, I guess I'm going to have to go try some gumbo soon. But anyways, um, enough of that. I am super excited to um, come back to you and be able to um, uh, share the word again today. And um, so what I read in today was First um, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. But as I do that, I just wanted to, again, um, say thank you all uh, for watching. If you are watching, thank you for your patience. And I'm so excited to be back with you um, and, and speaking with you. So I pray this blesses you as much as it has me. And so I'm just going to read through verses 1 through 13. So, for I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not de desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they are written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so as I was um, preparing for this and, and reading this before this video was recorded, um, 
two two things stuck out to me that are um, along they're very related but they're on opposite ends of the spectrum um, and so uh, what, what I mean by that is when I read this um, I think of the ways so I try to relate it to um, obviously I want to understand the historical and biblical context of which Paul is talking about here um, and, but I also try to relate it to our lives today and see how we may still be making these same mistakes that Paul is mentioning that the people were making um, 2,000 years ago. And, and something that um, really stuck out to me and God really revealed to me as I was reading this are, um, I believe that there are two big mistakes that we make when um, pertaining to the way we experience God. Um, and um, there's one on one spectrum, or one end of the spectrum, and one on the other end of the spectrum. What I mean by that is there's one um, when we experience God in a, in a good way, in a loving way, in a way that he blesses us and provides for us. And then um, in the second way, in a way that when we experience God in the way that he, um, uh, and the way that he angers or gets angered and the way that he grieves and the way that um, he uh, um, brings upon his wrath towards sin. And so um, we experience God in both of those ways. We have scripture that shows God in both of those um, ends of the spectrum. And, and I think that we make two mistakes um, today still uh, whenever we um, experience God in both of those ways. And so I'll dive into that a little bit here. And I'll start with um, when I say we experience God in the good way. Um, and I, I just think that's kind of funny thing to say because there is no goodness without God. God there could be no good um, without God. God is completely good. And, and, and so whenever we're, uh, I, I just find it funny that I'm kind of putting God in a worldly um, term here saying good but I'm trying to relate it to a way that everybody um, would understand also. So um, what I mean by that, as I mentioned before, is just whenever we um, have things in our life where we're, we're blessed um, in abundance or we are provided for much more than we could provide for ourselves, and, and, um, and, and I really mean by God's doing um, in those ways, as verse 4 mentions. And I'll go ahead and read verse 4 again. So, um, it's talking about the fathers and it's saying all drank from the same spiritual drink for they drank from the, the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. And so it's talking about the people that Moses was leading, <clears throat> excuse me, Moses was leading through the desert um, and and the, the rock that provided food um, and, and water for them. And that was directly from God. And so um, I, I started to think about the ways that we are provided for and we are blessed um, in daily life, and I really examine my own self and my own my own life and the way that I view things um, happening around me. And whenever something really good happens, I really uh, there's a series of questions that kind of came up in my head, and I'm I'm sure that I'm not the only one uh, that experiences these questions. And if if you truly examine yourself, would think um, would think these questions as well. So I'm just gonna kind of um, go through what my thought process was, but. You know, I really started to ask myself, um, and, and I'll just say it, and instead of singular being about me, I'll say it um, as a we, as a us, as a, as a whole. Uh, you know, I really started to wonder, do we see God's hand in our daily lives? Um, and whenever we are blessed, whether it's big or whether it's small, whether it's a huge thing or whether it's a tiny thing, do we acknowledge um, that those are from God, that those blessings are from God, that that provision is from God? Do we praise Him and, and glorify Him? For the big things, but whenever it's a small thing, we kind of just we just kind of forget about it. Um, do we do we come do we become so used to those things happening, especially the smaller things that may happen every now and then, and we're just so used to them that, that we don't glorify God for those that we basically think it must just be a way of the world, or or um, 
even worse, do we take and we take and we take those things and we benefit from those things on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever it is and, and then turn around and think that it's our own doing? Or do we attribute those things to God but still not live for him, as verse 5 mentions, because it says that they, they drank and they ate from the rock just as everybody did, but, but some of them, and I'll read 5 again, nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. And so they experienced God on a personal basis. He was literally feeding them and he was literally um, um, giving them water. Um, and, and still they took that and they took that and they took that and they still didn't live a life that was pleasing to him. They still didn't li- live a life for him. So I know I asked a ton of questions there and it was kind of all over the place and some of them related and some of them didn't, but I really just, um, those are the questions that popped up to me because these were people that were experiencing and receiving from God on a daily basis. Um, and, and maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, we don't, we don't really experience it on that intimate of a level. And in some ways you're right, but we still do receive and receive and receive from God. And I think that one of the mistakes, and again, um, I still have another one that I wanted to get into, but one of the mistakes that really jumped out to me with the current church and with current believers and and myself as a believer and a member of the church is that I think that so often we just get used to um, the the ways that we are blessed, the ways that we are provided for, the ways that we benefit from living in um, one of, if not the most free countries in the world, the ways that we benefit from living in a very advanced technological society. And some of us live in very uh, wealthy areas or um, all those different ways that we're blessed and we're provided for that uh, brothers and sisters of Christ around the world aren't and we don't acknowledge God's presence in those things or if we do we become so used to it that we don't glorify him and, and worst of all um, if we don't acknowledge God's presence in those things then we only look at ourselves and our fellow world and, and our fellow humans and think that that had to come from us and there's no way that these things could come um, from us uh, they, they have to come from God and so um, I know that was a ton there, um, but I just really think that that's a very common mistake that, that we, we can make. And uh, I, God is a very loving and a very giving and a very patient and a very gracious and merciful God, and he will provide for us until our last days, especially if we call on him. But we aren't called to take and take and take and think it's our own doing or take and take and take, but never give praise back and never give him something back, which he asks for our life. You know, we, we, we accept and we accept and we accept, but then we still live our lives for us. Um, and really, we should be accepting. We should be expe- accepting and accepting and, turn around and turning around and saying, God, I thank you for these things. Father, let my life, the way that I live through these things that you've given me, glorify you and bring you praise because I'm only here for a short amount of time. You're blessing me enough to be able to go out and bless others. And Father, let that ultimately glorify you. Let that grow your kingdom. Let that bring souls to you. And so... Um, that's that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, so again, I mentioned how they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Now think about the ways that we experience God or, or we hear stories about um, God or we read scripture about the God and the way that he is angry um, when people sin, the way that he displays his wrath um, regarding sin, regarding the sin that we brought into the world, regarding the sin that we live in, um, or um, the way that he grieves and he hurts from that sin, um, which is all um, all related there. Um, and, and so this is, so I was in verse four and five before, now I want to jump down to verse eight and 10 and I'll read that again. So it says, we must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day, experiencing God's anger and God's wrath towards sin. 
We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. And so, uh, I think about Paul's big message here in, in these verses is the people that he was writing to, he's saying, use scripture, use past example, use these people and the way that most of them took and took and took from God and still didn't live a life pleasing to him, even though they experienced him on a, on a daily basis. They still didn't inherit the kingdom. They still didn't know him on an intimate level. They still didn't um, live a life that was pleasing to him. I, I think about, okay, Paul is writing to them and saying they needed to use that as a warning. I think about us. Are we using scripture as a warning? Or do we just turn to scripture in a way to build ourselves up? I wonder, do we really use God's word to learn about the ways in which we, we grieve him and we anger him and we bring on that anger and we bring on that hurt? Or do we only look at the verses that make us feel better in the times where we're feeling hurt or we're feeling angry or we're, we're feeling grieved? Because as much as the Bible and as much as God and as much as his word um, and as much as his presence is there to make us feel better, to give us peace whenever we shouldn't have any because this world is crazy, or to, to bring us hope. All of those things are, are byproducts of, of our relationship with God and are byproducts of learning from his word and hearing him and hearing uh, the Holy Spirit and having the Spirit direct us to, to where um, God wants us to learn. Those things are, are amazing and they're byproducts, and I'm not saying to ever downplay them um, because that would, that would not be glorifying to God also. But our purpose as a Christian isn't to look at the, the Bible in a way to build ourselves up and feel good so that we can go back out and live it for ourselves again. Because the reason why Paul is saying to use this scripture as a warning um, and use this scripture as instruction is because it's, it was prevalent in the time when he was writing it, and it's still prevalent now, probably even more so. Um, and, and so we experience God. We know, we know God. We, we, we hear God. We know from his word that he um, grieves over sin, he grieves over anger, he, he has wrath, or he grieves over anger, he angers over sin, he grieves over sin, he hurts over sin, and he has wrath towards sin, as those verses that I just read, 8 through 10, mention. Um, but it's written in scripture, and the reason why we have it is so that we may not make those same mistakes, that we shouldn't make those same mistakes, because we not only do we experience it on a daily basis, but we have a past to look back at. We have our own past, but we have more than that. We have, we have thousands and thousands of years of past of, of, of human interaction with God and, and the ways that um, he has either blessed them or cursed them the, the, because of either their, um, the ways that they've lived in a pleasing way to him or the ways they've lived in an angering way to, uh, to, to him and a grieving way to him. And so um, uh, those are just more questions that, that popped up for me and, and relating it back to the, the larger point that I was trying to make from the beginning is just that I think that that's another mistake that we make is that we use, and, and it really it goes back to, to number one, um, because just as God blesses us in all these different ways in our lives, whether it's monetarily, whether it's with a great family, whether it's with a great job, career, whatever it is, um, those are all great blessings. Those are all provisions that he brings us through, but also he's blessed us with the Bible. And I think that sometimes we, we just look at it as a sacred text sometimes, and we just believe it's something that we should crack open whenever we want to receive something. Um, and, and we should receive something from it. But at the same time, I think that it's a mistake to not see it as a blessing. And, and relating back to my first point to take and take and take from it 
and never still never use it to to glorify God, use it to live a life pleasing to God, rather just take those verses that make us feel good in, in hurting times or um, build ourselves up or, or whatever it is um, in, instead of really living it, really living all of it, um, but taking bits and pieces here and there is, I think, a, a big mistake that we make. And again, that's a great byproduct, and it's something that God wants us to have, and it's something that he provides us um, as believers with, with that personal connection to him. But I, I think that it's a mistake to just take it for those reasons and not to use it in a way that Paul is telling us here. And so those were the big um, overarching points that kind of stuck out to me as I was reading through this and the, the mistakes that we make and the mistakes that Paul is telling um, the believers in this time um, that he's writing to, the mistakes that they're making when, when it comes to experiencing God. Um, and, and so just as a final point to finish up, um, I want to talk about pride for a second because I think that the verses 12 and 13 really um, touch on pride in a way maybe that um, I, I know I I really didn't think about it as, as pride too much until um, I read through my devotional book a little bit and um, I read over it a couple more times and I really realized how, um, how we can be prideful in this way. So I'm going to go ahead and read verses 12 and 13 again and then um, I'll finish up with my final point. So it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so before, this is especially verse 13. It's a verse that I've heard a lot growing up through church. And it's, it's a very encouraging, encouraging verse. And it's one of those verses that I was mentioning um, in my point a minute ago that I think a lot of us do and should turn to whenever we're feeling like we just can't handle what um, is going on in our lives. And, and um, how, how could we possibly get past this? How could God give me this? I'm not strong enough to get through this all that kind of stuff. I think that that, that is um, a beautiful message to take from, uh, or reading this is a beautiful message to take away whenever we're feeling like that and to give us encouragement and to give us hope and to make us feel better and be able to press on knowing that we have a God that's going to allow us um, to endure and wouldn't give us anything that we can't handle. But relating it back to pride, uh, I think that's the common takeaway from that verse. And so I wanted to try and take away something a little bit different and I'm thankful that God revealed this to me. Um, relating it back to pride, uh, I just want to mention a couple spots in there where I see pride sticking out that I never really realized before until today. And so um, really verse 12, if you you think about it, therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. And so it's basically warning those who think that they've got everything under control, that they're they're standing upright, that there's nothing on this, this world that can knock them down. Um, and, and they're, they're good to go. And um, it's telling them to take heed because they will fall or else they will fall. And so um, that is a very prideful thing to think that we've got everything under control. Um, and, and really the reason why that becomes prideful is because if you think about the end of verse 13 where it says, um, I'll just read all of verse 13 again so I'm not taking it. Um, so it actually makes sense. So it says, No temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted, tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So it's not us that's providing our way out. It's us being able to endure because he's providing the way out, the, the escape. And so really, if we think we're standing strong, 
like verse 12 mentions, and we're not acknowledging that we're standing strong because of God, or whenever we, we are being tempted, we think we can get through because of our own selves and not because of God. That is pride um, in, its, in, its most, um, in its most clear form. That is, that is pride. And so um, really, I think that what we all need to do, and, and I feel confident being able to speak to all of us right now, because I know this is something that we all struggle with, um, is uh, really we need to, to, to humble ourselves to, to learn from those pasts, to learn from the pasts of others through the word, learn from the examples that were given in this word, as Paul is mentioning here, and let us realize our dependence rather than trying to prove our independence. Um, let us realize that our escape from trials and our ability to turn against our flesh and its desires come from God and, and, and really find a way to, to glorify him rather than to exalt in ourselves when we come through those things. Because we, we aren't able to escape from those trials. We're not able to turn against our flesh. We're not able to dis- turn away from the desires of our flesh and to, to really flee from those things without God. He gives us the power to do that. And the only way that we are able to endure those things is from God. And so if we're exalting in ourselves, that's prideful. We could use that opportunity to say, thank you, God. Let me glorify you. Let me praise you. Let me live for you rather than exalting in ourselves and say, well, I got this. Look at that. I got through. I just find a way to get through everything. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And, and it's, rather it should be, look at God. Look how God got me through this. Look at God. Look at God. And and then really that's, I think that's, that's not the main point in this passage, but it's just something that keeps popping up in my own head. And maybe it's only making sense to me right now, but it's really... God has allowed you to get through this. God has allowed you to to escape from this. God has allowed you these examples to learn from. God, 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 not me, me, me. So rather than me trying to live for myself, like a lot of the people that we are being warned about did, we should take those things. We should take from God because he wants to give to us. But, but we should, with those things that we receive, praise God, glorify God, live for God with those things. And I know I keep mentioning that over and over and over again, but I think it's an underlying point here that um, I'm not sure um, that, I, that I really took away from this before. And so I'm just so thankful for, for God providing that with me. Um, and finally, lastly, I know this is getting long, but I just want to mention that I know I know I'm personally guilty of this, and I know that the my Bible study guys and I have mentioned this plenty of times when we read through old scripture. You read through something that happened thousands of years ago, um, whatever it is. Take your um, take your favorite parable, take your favorite scripture, whatever it is, um, and 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 you read through it, and you're like, wow, how could they make those mistakes? How could they, exp- uh, relating it to um, the beginning of 1 Corinthians 10 here, how could they experience God on a daily basis? He's literally the only way that they would eat and drink. He's literally the only way they would survive, and it's from a rock. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what more um, what more uh, proof, what more evidence of a God that is taking care of you you need in that example, and yet um, we look at them and we're like, how in the world could they possibly not live a life that's pleasing to God after receiving that from them? Um, and so I know, again, relating it back to me, that I do that often. I read through these things and I'm like, what in the world? Like, how could you do that? Or uh, relating it back to Adam and Eve, I'm like, how you, you literally could do anything in the world, anything in the world. And um, <laughs> sometimes I say that and it's an exaggeration, but literally at that moment, they could do anything in the world except for eat from one tree. And, and they chose to eat from that tree. And I think like, what is wrong with you? Like, just to be frank, I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I know that a lot of times we can read through these, these passages and we can think the same thing. Um, but thankfully, 
God has humbled me to the point where I'm like, you know, Kenny, if you were in that situation, you would have been no different. You would have made the same exact mistake, potentially even worse. And, and that is a reminder that I need to remind myself of every time that I read through one of these things and one of these um, uh, passages of scripture and, and, and start to think those things. Because I believe that even though I read, I sit here 2,000 years later, 5,000 years later, whatever, depending on the story that you're talking about, and I'm shaking my head and I'm just like, what in the world is wrong with you? Like, how could you do that? How could you not live for God? I still make those same mistakes. I, I, I would have done the same. And daily, even though I am a believer and I, I try to live my life for God, I still do those same things. And so my prayer becomes less about let me be different from them. And it's more about God, thank you for revealing to me that I am the same as them, that all of humankind is the same as them. We are all depraved and we all would, con- we all would have fallen to-, to sin. We all would have brought sin in the world and we all will choose sin over you, likely on a daily basis. So Father, thank you for revealing that to me and, and, and humble me so that I continue to remember that. And I turn to you, the only person, the only being, the only God that is able to get me past that sin to, to, to be the reason why I don't choose that sin. I need more of you. I don't need to exalt myself. I don't need to say I would never do that. I need to say, wow, I would do that. And I do that daily. So father, I need you to help me not do that daily. We need to humble ourselves. We need to come to God's feet, ask him to humble us at his feet and give us that ability to live that life and to give us his power to turn away from those things rather than trying to pave our own way, make our own path. Because just as verse 12 says, if we believe that we can do that, we will fall. We will fall. We can, we can deceive ourselves. The world can deceive us. The enemy can deceive us. But at some point, we will fall. And most of all, most important of all, um, we will fall on this earth. Uh, and I believe that. But, but even if we don't, even if we make it unscathed through this, this life, um, this life is, is very short. And we have a heck of a lot longer eternity to look forward to if we are believers. But if we think we're paving our own way and, and, and we don't put our trust in God, um, we have uh, a lot more to answer to on that day than, than any fall that we could have on this earth. And so um, I will close with that and I'll just go ahead and pray. I thank you all so much for listening today. I hope that made sense. I know I was all over the place and this is probably a little, I don't, I don't know how long this has gone now, but it's probably a little bit longer than a typical one, but hey, it's been like a week and um, I was excited to get back and talk with you all. So hopefully you took something away from this. If you made it through, you're awesome. Um, super thankful for you and I'm just going to go ahead and pray for all of us now. So Father God, I just thank you so much for paving way for me and, and paving way for all of the, all of us. And I don't want to make this about me right now, but I just, I thank you so much for, um, in a, in a time of life where, where everything is crazy and everything is changing, Lord, you still provide the opportunity for me to learn from you. You, you've given me your, your scripture, you've given me your spirit, and you've given me an opportunity to not only learn from you, but to uh, pour the love that you pour into me and to others. And, and that's all I'm trying to do. So Father, I thank you for um, allowing me to be obedient because um, just if we haven't learned this enough today, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. And this is, this is evidence of you. This is proof of you. And, and, and Father, I want to glorify you for that. But more than myself, Father, I want to thank you so much for everyone who is listening to this. I want to thank you so much for, for paving the way for them as well. And, and regardless of, of what they've done, regardless of the ways they've sinned against you, regardless of anything that they've done, um, Father, you, you're there for them and you're waiting for them and, and you want to reveal yourself to them and you want to reveal all of those things that you want to give to us. 
Lord. Um, but allow, allow that person, give that person, whoever that is that, that I'm speaking to, or that you're speaking to through me right now, Father, give that person the humility to realize that their life should be lived for you because there's no way they could receive those things without you, Lord. Um, and I pray that um, with that, you mobilize all of us, all of the listeners here and people who aren't even listening to, to reach others, um, believers and non-believers, and, and, and really strengthen the believers and, and, and bring you um, to the non-believers, Lord, so that um, you may be exalted rather than us, that you may be glorified as you should be, as, as you should be much more than we can provide, especially with the amount of blessings and provision you give to us on a daily basis, Father. And, and let us be aware of that and let us be humbled daily by you so that we live our lives for you rather than ourselves. Father, we love you so much and we thank you. Um, and uh, we pray that um, you keep us safe going forward so that we may be able to live a life um, pleasing to you. And that is our main goal and that is our main purpose. And we pray that you reveal that to us on a daily basis. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you all so much again for listening. Um, I'm sorry if this went pretty long. It seems like it kind of has. But um, if, if you would, if there's anything you'd like me to pray for you about, I'd love to be able to pray for you. Um, as always, if this is your first time listening or if this is your, you've watched every video, um, by now, those of you, those of the latter, um, will know that the prayer request link um, is in the top left corner of the Facebook page. It is underneath the um, uh, underneath the bio or the, underneath, the, underneath the description of the page. Um, it takes you to a Google form, and you can type in as much or as little as you want um, that you would like me to pray for you about. It's completely anonymous, so you don't have to worry about that unless you identify yourself. But I'd love to be able to pray for you. Um, and lastly. Um, and that's just another reminder that if you would like to listen to this on podcast, um, this uh, is available on most podcast catchers, Apple, Spotify, um, Google, all kinds of other ones that I've really never heard of. But um, whatever podcast catcher you use, um, you can either type in redeemed for more and you should see this. I think this is the 19th episode now. You should see all 19. Um, but also you can go to the Facebook page and the pinned post at the top of the page will take you, there's links to all the, uh, all the podcasts. So thank you so much for listening. Um, so thankful that you were here today and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.